0: After 5 months of no league action in India, club football is finally back. The Indian Super League gets off over the weekend and we at Injury Time and we at Injury Time are ready to dive deep into it and see what to expect this time round. Hey listener and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. I'm your host and like always, I've been joined by Nitin in the studio. Hey Nitin. Hey Naveen, what's up? Quite excited with the league action coming back. And joining me on a phone call is Sandeep from Bangalore. Hey Sandeep. Hello, hello, how are you? Doing absolutely fine Sandeep. I hope Bangalore weather is keeping you warm. No, actually I'm a little under the weather. <laughs> Oh, you're a little under the weather. But that is not stopping you from joining us on the pod. Quite appreciated.
1: Thank you. No problem.
0: So, guys, not wasting much of our time. Let's dive right into it. There's a lot to talk about on this episode. The ISL gets underway over the weekend. The first match is between ATK and Kerala Blasters. But we'll come to that a little later. Because we start with the defending champions. Sandeep, Chennai FC, the defending champions. Two-time winners of the league.
1: Uh, Actually, very good chance uh, for Chennai. Mostly because, you know, uh, we're looking at the... 10 teams in the ISL. Only two of them have people, managers who have started last season who are still with the team, uh, Sergio Lovero in uh, in Goa and John Gregory. David James came halfway through, but he's also part of the Kerala Blasters team. But uh, something very interesting that John Gregory said, he's warding his team of uh, complacency, saying that you have to win again, and that is where you prove your credential as a top team. Uh, so that is the message from the coach is very clear. They have managed to hold on to Mielsen and Calderon. Uh, Rafael Augusto is there. Toy who's also a machine on midfield, they're all there. So uh, all together, they look very solid. Uh, maybe a little weak on the forward line because they have JJ and uh, Mohamed Rafi and uh, Carlos Salom. Maybe a little weak over there, but overall, it's a very good team. Uh, they are a strong, strong team who play a very good, uh, hard Hard type of football, you know, it does. it's not all flowery passes and stuff like that. They get the job done. They can win ugly, which is very important.
0: What do you make
2: of them? Just yeah. to add to that, uh, I know Sandeep has mentioned that Chennai have retained most of their players, but uh, just like to point out that Enrique Sereno and Rene Mihal- Mihalic have departed. I think those two are a huge loss for Chennai in FC. Sereno was obviously the club captain and he was the leader of the pack. And uh, he was really sound defender that got along very well with Calderon and Mielsen always at the back. So, I think he's going to be a big loss. Similarly, Mihalic also with his dead ball specialties. Uh, so, these two in mid- in defence and midfield are going to be huge losses for Chennai. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah of course, uh, they're going to be big losses. But this time, it is interesting because Chennai will be playing the F C Cup. Which is something that they haven't done before. It's a whole other tournament, at least six games, which is an addition to whatever they're going to play uh, in the league. So that's going to be interesting. They've they've brought in two of the youngsters, Rao and uh, Henry Antonai, who was part of the Under-17 squad before they made the cut uh, for the World Cup. And uh, they also got a very local player called Srinivasan Pandian, who's from Tanjabur, who's played in the local division in Chennai, then played for the Chennai City in I-League. So he's coming to the ISL. It's a step up for him. So we'll be seeing a lot of these players who might feature a little bit more in the AFC Cup. Because they need to use the squad, so uh, in that sense, I think it's a good place for young players like uh, anirudh Thapa again, German preaching is also there. They'll all get a look-in, which is actually, I think, something very good for Chennai.
0: So players coming in, players going out, that is not restricted to the transfer market alone when it comes to Chennai. You have someone like a Danpal Ganesh who's missing out more than half of the season to an injury, Nithin.
2: Yes, Chennai have just confirmed that Danpal will miss at least the first half of the season, at least until the Christmas break. So, he's going to be a huge loss. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's got an ACL rupture. So, he's also going to be another huge loss in midfield. But, so yeah, having said that, I think uh, Thapa and German Preet can uh, slot in in his absence.
0: Well, Sandeep, talking about the first game for Chennai, they travelled to Bangalore for that Southern Derby. Can we call that? Yeah, sure, I know. So, that big game, a game that was also the final of the previous edition of the ISL. How do you see that game panning out? Um, it will be interesting because,
1: uh, like you said, Southern Derby, I think these are two teams that have a real rivalry going on with the fans, a lot large number of uh, Tamilians stay in Bangalore, as you all know. So the atmosphere is always interesting. Sunil Khatri has said that that is the rivalry that he's looking forward to when we had a chat with him last season. Uh, it will be an interesting match in the sense that uh, Bangalore FC, they, I don't think they look as, as strong as they did last season. They have a new manager who is, it kind of continues from Albert Roca in that sense, but they have a new manager uh, who didn't have the greatest of starts to his managing career uh, with two defeats in the AC Cup. Uh, so, But he's a different sort of manager in the sense that he's a lot more closer to the players. Roca used to keep a little bit of distance. Not that it is a bad thing, but he just used to protect the players a bit more. But uh, Carlos Guarde is someone who gets the players in. He's a very affable fellow in that sense. So uh, they played a different formation during AFC Cup with two, two up top, a little bit more. Maybe that was a ploy against a stronger team. So we have to see uh, midfield. They have got Cisco, the new midfielder, has to improve. Chencho and uh, Keen Lewis look very interesting signing. In addition, they already have Udanta, Miku, Chetri, all these players already who has been amongst the goals. I think Udanta has a little bit more to step up this year because he's only scored a one goal, I think, last season. Although his assist is quite high, I think he needs to chip in with a few more goals. Otherwise, you are looking at players like Chenzo coming and taking that spot because he's a really good player. Um, in if you look at the goalkeeper, the goal keep, goalkeeping situation there, Gurpreet obviously number one choice. Second one is I think Porai, but it's a little bit of a gulf in uh, quality there, which may come to haunt them. But again, not sure. Again, if you look at the overall squad, then you have they've lost Subhashish, they've lost Alvin George, they've lost uh, goalkeeper Alte. Jano, first time they're playing a league without Jano in the cent- Ascent.
0: Well, Sandeep, I was just about to ask you that first time a league without Jano and the replacement who's come in is Serena. How good a defender is he and what can we expect from him? Seran his name is
1: Seran uh, oh, okay. we don't really know i don't i haven't seen him play so i'm not really sure but i think he will be again in a mold of a spanish defender who can pass the ball which is always what they are looking for Yunan has always been good with that diagonal long ball if he can ping it really far up the field but Jono, he brings something which is uh, very tactile to what how he plays you know he's very uh, aggressive he's in your face he is a go getter and he's a big leader like if you had sunil always credited him as being a big leader from the at the back because he's someone who drives the team forward. So I think they'll miss his attitude a lot more than him as the player. Because they, in uh, Beke, I think they have a very good replacement. But beyond the first choice of that back four, which is Sarah and Yuna and Beke and probably Nishu at le, on the left side and maybe uh, Khabra also on the right side. So we'll have to see who is there further, which is a question. Reno is still struggling for match fit match fitness. Kursimrat is young. Ashir Akhtar is actually an interesting prospect. I've seen him play in the youth teams a few times. But uh, he's a good player. But the move up from an I-League 2 level to an I-League and then the ISL, he's jumping, he's skipping one step. So we'll have to see how quickly he can step up. And no AFC Cup, So I don't know how much of uh, action he'll get to see as well.
0: Well, that about Bengaluru and Chennai so far. But let's know, we've got more. We're, we'll be previewing all the remaining eight teams in the league. But that after this break. Hey listeners, welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. Well, moving on from Chennai and Bangalore to the opening game of Season 5 of the ISL. It's ADK versus Kerala. Who would have expected that? Sarcasm there.
2: Yeah, it's a repeat of last season's opening game. So one thing I'm hoping for is that it's not as drab as last season's encounter. I thought uh, the 2017-18 campaign opener was a pathetic game, to be honest. But uh, hopefully this time, things do get better. But I think uh, ATK are the front runners coming into the season They've got a really good transfer window They've got players like Lanzarote, they've got Kalu Uche, John Johnson, Gerson, Viera. So a lot of experienced ISL players And Kerala, while they have had a few good transfer signings during the summer I don't think they have the ability as of now to match up to ATK's power So I fully expect ATK to win the first game
0: but you spoke a lot about ADK Nitin there. But what about Kerala? You have Anas Arturka coming back, playing first time in front of his home crowd, Kerala. But he'll be missing the first few games after a suspension that he received at the Super Cup. So how much of a loss will that be? And will Sandeep Singh and his troop surprise everyone with their performance this time round?
2: Yeah, obviously Anas is going to be a big loss.
0: He's a very experienced defender.
2: I know this is his first game for Kerala. I mean, his first state in, in Kerala, yeah. But uh, he's had a very good partnership with Sandesh Jingan for the Indian national team. So, that centre-back partnership will be vital for Kerala going into the season. For the first game, he's missing out because of that uh, suspension during the Super Cup tie with Goa. But uh, Sandesh, I don't think he can alone stand up to the ATK forwards. You got Uche and Lanzarote. You got a lot of quality from ATK. So, I think he's going to have it hard to try and contain them throughout the 90 minutes. And you got Dheeraj Singh in goal if he starts. He's a bit inexperienced, but uh, I think he's got a lot of ability. Overall, I think ATK have too much firepower for this game.
0: Sandeep, do you agree to that? ATK with too much firepower against a depleted-looking Kerala Blasters?
1: Yeah, I think ATK has the best squad by far because, like he said, they made some excellent signing. Balwant is... Uh, and they've signed Balwant also in striker post. Pranay Haldar has come in. They have squad depth across the board. Eugene is now on his way back from injury. They have Prabir Das, who's versatile. So, in all these sense... Uh, and they Arnab Mandal also bringing some experience into into, into the back line. So, uh, I think... Across the board, they look the best. Now, the only question is they have a new coach against Steve Coppell.
0: But this man is not new, isn't it, Sandeep? He's been in India for quite some time and he's proved his worth. In the sense that uh, if you look at the previous two teams that he's had, uh, the Kerala Blasters being one and of course
1: Jamshitpur, they've always been more uh, defensive team. And if you look at the squad that ATK has, they have great players going forward. They are very good players going forward. And now the question is, can he flip the switch? And uh, get these players to play together because across po- you have Kaluuce, Lanzarote, Everton, Santos, Jayesh Rane, balwan Singh, and all of these guys. So can we get them all in together or keep them all happy and performing at the perfect level? That is a question that needs to be asked.
0: Well, that's a forward line that I would like to
1: like. Well, that's a it's a great forward line because Lanza is a great player who uh, sets up a lot of goals. Uce who scores a lot of goals. Jayesh Rane is a good Indian player. They have Balwant, is like a battering ram of a striker. So they have all these options. And Koval Tatar also who's there, I don't know how much time he will get. But uh, altogether, they're, the only question is, can he get them to be a attacking unit and stay away from his pragmatic style? which I think he should be able to, from the quotes that he gave recently, but uh, something yet to be seen.
0: Well, answer to the, all those questions on 29th of September, when both the sides go head-to-head in that opening encounter of the ISL. Well, guys, now moving on to the next team on the radar, Mumbai City FC. They host Jamshedpur. Nitin, what do you make of this? Two teams who have a lot to prove this time around.
2: Yeah, Jamshedpur are heading into their second campaign of the ISL against Mumbai City. So coming into the season, I see Mumbai as real dark horses for this tournament. They've got a couple of good signings. In midfield, you've got Paolo Macado, you've got Bipin Singh and uh, former Delhi player Matthias Mirabaje. So, really good midfield they've got. Uh, and you've got Jorge Costa as well at the helm. He's got uh, success in Romania with CFR Cluj before. So, I think uh, they've made some smart decisions this time around. And they've also retained players like Lucian Goyan. I think he's been one, one of ISL's best defenders of all time. I know they've lost Gerson was who is going to be a huge loss for them. But uh, I think they have it within themselves to make something out of the season and uh, hopefully finish better than 7th place.
0: Well, you just mentioned there the defence that Mumbai has retained. That was a problem last time around, isn't it? A leaky defence that haunted uh, Mumbai going into deep into the season. But this time around, they've done well by bringing in players like Subhashish Bose. Yeah, I forgot pretty, to mention something. Pretty versatile there. Shovik Chakraborty was really good last year with Jamshedpur. How do you see the defence shape up this time? Yeah, looking at Subhashish Bose, uh, he's obviously been one
2: of India's standard players throughout this campaign with Bengaluru FC and the Indian national team. So, he's going to be a huge plus point for Mumbai City. you got Shovik Chakraborty and Shovik Ghosh as well. Two really... Shoviks. <laughs> Shovik. Two Shoviks. <laughs> yeah, you've got two <laughs> Shoviks coming into Mumbai City. Two promising Indian defenders. So, really good looking at their uh, defensive uh, lineup. But uh, one worry I have about Mumbai is their forward lineup. They've lost uh, Balwan Singh. And they've brought in Alan Diory. I'm not too sure about their new signings, Rafael Bostos. I'm, I haven't seen much of him. But uh, that would be my only concern from Mumbai City going into the season. Well,
0: that about Mumbai. But guys, what about Jamshedpur, A team that boasts of someone like a Tim K. Hill, a legend... At Everton in Premier League and also in Australia Tim Cahill has been the talk of the town in the ISL for the
2: past month or so I mean, everybody's really looking forward to watching him play for Jamshed Tour. I but he be... won't
0: be playing the first four games, he's also suspended
2: <laughs> After the four games, I'm really looking forward to Tim Cahill play He's one of, obviously one of Australia's all-time greats With Everton as well, he did a lot of good things I know he's in the toilet of his career. I think he's 38 years of old. 38 years, years of age. Obviously he's a legend with the Australian national team and he's got he's done a lot of good things with Everton. Looking at Jamshedpur the the one place where he can really contribute is up front with goals and aerial presence. So Tim Cahill I'm expecting a lot of things from him. Uh can he take Jamshedpur to a semi-final spot perhaps? Um not so sure about that. We'll have to see how he, how he integrates with the team and with the new head coach. But uh, overall, Jamshedpur have made good signings. Um, Their head coach, Cesar Ferrando, also looks promising. He's had success in Spain and in a couple of other clubs in Asia. But uh, on the whole, Jamshedpur do look like they
0: can possibly better their last season. All right, that about Jamshedpur and Mumbai. We have completed six of the ten teams. On the other side of this break, we have the remaining four and more news from the world of Indian football. And welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. Moving on with our preview for the upcoming season of the Indian Super League. From Mumbai, we move on to their state neighbours, Pune, FC Pune City. Sandeep, what do you make of that?
1: Yeah, uh, they seem like, uh, I mean, they man- again, another team that has managed to hold on to their main uh, foreign players, Marcelino, Alfaro, uh, in being one of them. Then uh, they, obviously, they have lost the coach Pop, Popovic, and now Miguel Anguel Portugal has come in, who was from the Delhi Dynamos last year. It's an interesting team again. Uh, they have Vishal Kait, who I think is a good young player, trying to make a name for himself. So there is some drive over there. Then Nikhil Pujari and and also, they have brought him out wide. They have a lot of options. Uh, Alvin George is, uh, again, somebody who has a point to prove. He might uh, probably get a look in there because, you know, centre midfield, he might get to play at the number 10 role, which is where he does well, but he can play out wide as well. Adil Khan has been a successful player for them. Shankar Sampangiraj is uh, someone who they've brought in, formerly with uh, BFC. He had a terrible injury problem, but now I think he should be good. I think uh, their their assistant coach is Pradhim Reddy, who already has worked with few of these players, so he knows them. But uh, the biggest story for me would be the two strikers that they have. Ian Hume, who will only be fit towards the end of November or early December. So he'll miss the beginning part of the season. And then he has to, you know, kind of get match fit. And we'll see how much longer before he hits the style. The most important thing there is Robin Singh. This is a guy who we've talked a lot about on the podcast, written a lot about also someone who's got so much potential, but has not really lived up to it. Maybe this is finally the time for him uh, to get that big season because once, unless he does it before Ian Hume comes, the chance that he might get that is very you know, very doubtful because Hume is, after all, the top goal scorer in the league forever. So uh, Robin Singh, big season for him. We'll see how they you know, get it done properly because through Alfaro and Marcelino and the white men, uh, the Nikhil Pujari and Ashik, they will get a lot of crosses in. So maybe we'll have to see what uh, Robin can do with it.
0: Well, that about FC Pune City, but what about their opponents for the opening game? Kind of nostalgia for Miguel Angel Portugal when they take on Delhi Dynamos?
1: Yeah, but again,
0: this is another team that is in transition.
1: They brought uh, Joseph Gambao, who is uh, another Barcelona-influenced coach from there. Um, we, uh, Naveen, you and I had a conversation with Cameron Watson a couple of years ago, who was an Australian who played under him. And uh, he plays in a similar mould as Lobero or Albatroca or even Carlos Gordes, for that matter. So uh, he comes with a lot of pedigree. He's won Cups. He's won the uh, league in Hong Kong. Uh, he's managed to get Marcos Tebar and uh, Mihalic from Chennai, like earlier, uh, like how you spoke about. Uh, who will be key in midfield? Because uh, Mihalic is a good set-piece delivery guy and Tebar is actually a good you know, midfielder who pulls the strings. They have uh, Carmona also. Narayan Das and Kottal, so they are pretty much sorted in the wing-back situation. They have the internation- Indian internationals on both sides. Chante on the wings. Nandagumar, who they've signed, uh, was again pretty interesting over there. And Shubham Sarangi, who's a youngster. Uh, again, here also, I think the story was, at the end of the day is will be the, the striker that they've signed. Daniel, Daniel Lalampuya. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a conversation with Roka when he were talking about the strikers and the position that the strikers are in put while during the game, which is the most difficult part of the football field to play in. And he said uh, all that Daniel was lacking is confidence to take shots because he's strong, he's technically sound, he's everything you need a striker to be. But it's just a switch in mentality. And he said uh, at that time, if he doesn't do it in the next one or two years, it might be difficult for him to get there. And as we've seen last year, it didn't work out well for him because he was initially out of the ISL team playing in the AFC Cup when he came back but couldn't get a look in because of Miku's form. So, uh, this year is going to be very interesting for him. He's He probably will have to get early goals and get his shoulder and you know head in, in the right space. And I think we are looking at a very good player for the Indian National Team.
0: Well, that about Delhi Dynamos and FC Pune City. The last two teams, but by no means the least of them. We have FC Goa are taking on Northeast United in their opening fixture of the Indian Super League. Nothing, two teams from whom you can expect anything, isn't it?
2: Yeah, uh, this fixture promises to be an enticing one. you got Northeast who have completely revamped their squad. I mean, more than half of their players are new to the Indian Super League. And you've got Ilko Shatori at the helm as well. So, a very new look Northeast. East. Uh, hopefully, they would want to build from last season's very, very disappointing performance, to be frank. I think they were rock bottom or ninth place, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, very disappointing on the whole. But coming into the season, they've got a lot of... New but also very inexperienced players. Uh, they have completely revamped their forward line. There's not a single forward from last season who has been retained by the club. And uh, they've also signed a lot of young Indian players who have impressed in the I-League but haven't proved their mettle in the Indian Super League. Uh, but on the whole, I'm a bit um, wary about how they're going to perform. Looking at their inex- inexperience and uh, the amount of new players they've got, I don't, I don't see how they're going to gel up in such a short span of time as opposed to the other clubs who had gone on to foreign trips for pre-season Nautis had only played two games so far yeah they well they're
0: playing one today against Minerva
2: yeah so that's the third game and they're, they're all playing with teams of lesser strength in terms of uh, quality but I think they should they need more minutes on the pitch I think they need more time to spend together so that they can build a solid chemistry amongst themselves and Ilko Shatari also he, w- he looked a bit um, nervous during the ISL Media Day which is held in Calcutta for them? Calcutta, yes. Uh-huh. So, he he looks a bit nervous and he admitted that there's a lot of pressure on him to perform given their uh, results from the previous season. So, uh, the one player I am looking forward to watching from Northeast is Barthamolo Ogubicche. He's a former player of Paris Saint-Germain and he, and he looks quite prolific in front of goal. Mm-hmm. He impressed in the Dutch Everdice last season, scored a host of goals. So, I'm hoping that he can prove to be a saviour this year.
0: Well that about northeast what about FC Goa what do you expect from them
2: FC Goa now looking at FC Goa they have obviously lost a big name player in Manuel Lanzarote but they have made uh, i feel suitable replacements you have got Miguel Pelanca he was a former Real Madrid player and he looks uh, a player of a very similar mold to Lanzarote and i think he can contribute uh, to the goals and assists alongside Ferran Corominas you got Hugo Bumoa also who who retained from last year. I think he was signed in December for FC Goa and he really impressed me when I was watching him during the Super Cup. Uh, so, if he can strike a partnership with Korominas and Palanka up front, I think Goa are going to be one of the front runners in terms of goals especially. And then
0: you have Skebamanda Rao Desai who's also been prolific for the team. Yes,
2: I, I was uh, really impressed with the way he performed last season. He he also was one who impressed during the Super Cup. So, they've lost Pranay Holder. Let's not forget that. He's a very... A viable option in midfield And he's a he's been uh, impressive for India And Goa during the past year So he's going to be one valuable loss But uh, the one area where Goa needed to address During this, during the transfer window was in defence I mean, last season for all the goals they scored They were the top scorers of last season But they conceded a lot Which resulted in them not winning the title
0: I so, think especially that goalkeeping department Which they had to really address With someone like Alakshmikanth Kattimani Slipping balls through his hands. You needed someone better, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Cartemini had a couple of screw-ups for the last season, which resulted in them not getting all three points. And I think Ralte is a fairly good replacement. I know he was the understudy to Gurpreet last season, but he's uh, displayed some quality and uh, I hope he gets a starting berth for the season. And let's not forget, they've also signed Carlos Pena. He's an experienced Spanish centre-back who can also slot in at left-back. So, if he can integrate... Into the squad quite quickly, and uh, I think he can be the one to steady the Goa ship. Hopefully, if uh, they can sort out their issues quite quickly, I can. I think that Goa can be one of the front runners for the league this season.
0: Well, listening to both of you guys, one thing I've understood: if things go as per what you think it should go, we are ha- we are in for a cracker of a season. But we are not done yet. We got more football. We got more Indian football. We from India, we move on to Malaysia, where the young Indian Colts are playing their under-16 championship. Yeah, the Blue Colts have been quite impressive so
2: far. They won their first game 1-0 against Vietnam. And uh, they were quite impressive in their second game
0: as well, drawing 1-1 with Iran. Well, they have a very bright chance of making it to the quarterfinals for the first time since 2002. That was the last time India under-16 team made it to the knockouts of the AFC championship. This comes on the back of a very good performance against Iran, a team that finished runners-up in the previous edition when it was held in India two years ago. It is not surprising that even this time round, it is a goalkeeper that has stood out. Last time round in 2016 we had Deerat Singh who was quite commendable, carried on that form to the Under-17 World Cup a year later. And this time round you have Neeraj Kumar in the goal who ended up saving a penalty against Iran yesterday and even before that in the first half pulled out a number of fine saves to restrict the Iranian forwards to not scoring a goal in that game Now going forward in the next game they play Indonesia and if they manage to eke out one point from that game they qualify for the quarterfinals. and like I mentioned earlier this will be the first time since 2002 that a team from India has qualified for the knockouts of an AFC competition across each category Well quite interesting there and a lot to look forward to at the AFC under 16 championship But now coming back to Indian football in India, we are hearing that Gokulam FC, the I-League team, have parted ways with their head coach Sandeep.
1: Yeah, they have uh, Fernando Valera, who's been hired some 4-5 months ago. Yeah, he took over from Bino George, who was the coach last season in the I-League for the club, the first season in the I-League. So uh, this year they went, again, foreign coach, they went there and then... Realized that he doesn't speak any other language other than Spanish, so it's difficult to communicate with the local players. They also had some issues with him wanting to go home and stuff like that. Uh, but over, but on the field, his results are not bad. They won the Inter Club state tournament and they did well in the other tournaments as well, reasonably well. He lost to BSC, I think, again, uh, in the AWES Cup. So... Uh, on field, it is fine. But I think there is some problem behind. We am not really privy to what it is. But at the end, we as we see, the coach has gone in four months. Which uh, is terrible planning, if you ask me.
0: Well, that about Gokulam parting ways with their head coach. But now moving on to questions from our listeners. Well, Let's just look into what they have for us this time around. First up, Sandeep, this is for you. Rajiv Goal is asking, Can Chennai become the first team in the history of the ISL to defend its crown? Yeah, they can. They
1: are very good. Uh, one thing I really really liked about I touched on this earlier also is the coach drilling into his players that winning one title is just not enough you have to keep winning for that mentality to set in world over if you see the greatest team they are what they are because they their hunger and drive to continue and keep winning because it's easy to say okay I won this year so might drop a little bit so I really really like it and I see this intensity a lot more in the English coaches Ashley was the same uh, even even uh, Mr. Koppel was the same. So in that sense, I, th- I think they can. They are a very good team. Uh, against teams that play the ball, they know how to defend. So more and more teams are becoming like that in the in the in the ISL. So might be playing into their hands a little bit there.
0: Well, Sandeep, staying with you, we move from Chennai to Bengaluru. We have Tejas asking us, can Chetri and Miku replicate the form from last season? Or do you see the likes of Udanta, Chen in having to step up to save BFC this time around?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they can replicate the form. Chetri has shown year in, year out that he can do it. He's, I think, 34, 33-34 now. Uh, so, it is not right for the youngsters to bank on him to get the goals. If you, if you know, if you can understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, no disrespect to Chetri, he'll continue to perform at the highest level. But uh, Udanta has to step up in terms of goals. His performance has been great, I think. Uh, Keen Lewis looked very, very uh, like a proper wide man when he was playing in the A C Cup, uh, going to the byline a lot. So you'll see them. Chencho definitely is a lot more physically strong than people give him credit for. So that part of the game probably will be interesting as well. Miku is uh, a little interesting because recently I was reading some article that, written, uh, that was written on him, and uh, he was talking about almost signing for a Colombian club, but uh, coming back and said that he's 100% committed here. Uh, of course, we understand you get more money, they want to move on, there's those kind of things, that's uh, human nature. And one of the things he said is uh, maybe in December after December, uh, that's the only time we'll see what happens. So uh, maybe he's a little bit unsettled. He looked a little off-colour during the AFC Cup matches, but could be rusty because of the pre-season and stuff like that. Uh, but I expect them to, him to continue scoring goals because he's got the quality. But maybe his headspace, maybe in December, going, may, if he gets a move out, if he wants to force a move, then we'll see a whole other side of the story coming in.
0: Well, nothing sticking to Bingluru, Tejas has another question. What do you see as BFC's best 11 given the abundant in options they have in attack and defence?
2: Well, um, looking at the forward line, I would really like to see Chencho start. Uh, I've been looking at his performances for Bhutan and uh, for Minevra Punjab. And I, re- I really like the way he plays. I think he's really exciting. He's got a lot of pace up front and a lot of skill as well. So... Chencho, Chetri and Udanta up front Miku as well uh, Looking uh, Continuing from what Sandeep said He looked a bit leggy during the preseason cup games And the AFC cup So uh, for starters I would like to see Chencho, Udanta and Chetri up front I would really like to see how they gel uh, In midfield, Cisco obviously uh, he's the new signing for Bengaluru and he looks like a really promising buy. Obviously, Demas Delgado, he's coming back from a lengthy injury spell. And I really believe that he's their primary creative outlet. So, in midfield, you have to have Cisco and Demas. In defence, uh, it would be really interesting to see how Bangalore cope up without John Johnson and Subashish. Albert Serran, I know he's new and he's a Spanish centre-back. So, he should be able to have some kind of passing ability. But uh, we're still unsure of how he's going to fit in to the Indian League system. So, uh, Albert Saran and Reno Anto. Let's not forget Reno Anto. He's coming back to Bangalore after a couple of years. So, he, his, his uh, position will also be really, really interesting to see. Okay, Naveen, this one's for you. Who do you think has the best chance of winning the ISL and the I-League this season? And when will we see Indian clubs in the AFC Champions League?
0: Well, quite an interesting question to throw at me there, Nathan. ISL, it's quite difficult to say who has the best chance because Chennai, like Sandeep mentioned early on, looks really good to defend their title, but you cannot cannot just count out someone like an ATK team that has done really good in the summer transfer window to get the squad that they have at their disposal. Then you have the likes of FC Goa, Bengaluru. Cannot can't count out Bengaluru. So it's pretty close, but I will have my money on ATK this time round. About I-League, I think it's too early to say anything? Because we are still to get the dates when the league begins. Once we have a clear idea of how the league will go and what the structure would be, I'd be in a better place to comment. And what was the third part of that question? When will we see India in the AFC Champions League? Well, the new cycle of the AFC club competitions, the Champions League and the Cup begin only after the AFC Asian Cup that is due in January 2019. You have the I-League winners, Minerva Punjab FC going into that AFC Champions League playoff. While the ISL champions from last season, China and FC will be vying for a spot in the AFC Cup with a playoff against the South Asian teams. So everything only from February 2019 till then you have the ISL first, then India playing in the AFC Asian Cup. So quite a lot of football happening. Well, when will we see Indian clubs at the AFC Champions League? For now, we have just one slot, which is also not a direct slot. It is a playoff slot in the Champions League. This primarily boils down to the MA rankings that India has. And as you all know, the MA rankings do not depend only on the national team performances, but also how the teams who qualify for the continental competitions perform when they go into the asian competition so so far things have been fairly good as compared to earlier with Bengaluru reaching the final of the afc cup a few years ago then also reaching the knockout stages in the past two occasions so if Chennai and Minerva, this time around the two teams who will be representing India at the AFC competitions continue this trend Then I think in a few years time we might also have another slot or probably a direct slot into the AFC Champions League But so far it's a far-fetched dream, but but there's no harm in dreaming, isn't it? Well, that about Champions League, Sandeep, but there are more questions This one coming from Brian D'Souza He's asking, what's your take on everyday match at 7.30 for ISL? Would Ily get a better time slot because of this? A
1: 7.30 slot is great for us because that means our work is done a little earlier. Yeah, you
0: get enough time to write, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Deadline pressure is too much, otherwise around 10, 10.30. Uh, generally, I think one of the problems that Indian, that the way the Indian television market dictates the timings, it's just sometimes ridiculous. If you see 8 o'clock kickoff for a football match, is kind of okay because you finish around 10, 10, 15, then you, you have you can get home. But, like, 8 o'clock is still kind of late in the sense that after... Take Bangalore, for example, after 10 o'clock, uh, the traffic is a lot less. Uh, the metros don't work after 11. So, all these kind of problems come in. I- IPL is a prime example. 8 p.m. start time means 12, 11, 30, 11, 45, which is... Like, people have work the next day. Kids have to go to school the next day. So, I think it's a very good step that you push forward. As far as the I League making any changes, I am not sure. Uh, last year, they were treated pretty shabbily in terms of the timing of when they had to play in the afternoon and stuff like that. Uh, we don't know the calendar yet, so we, that is just something that we have to look at. But yeah, I, th- I don't think it will be uh, any relation between the timing of these two per se. I think I-League will probably continue to be at the same time, maybe half an hour here and there.
0: Sandeep, there's one more coming your way. This is Arun Guna. His name goes AG on Twitter. He's asking, it's been five years since the inception of the ISL. Is the league heading in the right direction? Any changes you think should be made? I think yeah, the league is heading in the right direction. In like, you know, by and large,
1: they had older players in the first season to get the eyeballs, which have kind of slowly phased out. You're getting youngsters not youngsters, players in their uh, peak of their powers coming in now. The five foreigners rule is good. I think ideally one of the changes that should be made is made probably made it into four. So that you can replicate the same thing in Asia because they have four quarters of foreign players over there. So in that sense, I think, uh, small change. Otherwise, by and large, we're going in the right direction. It's a top-up process, so it'll take a longer time. Similar to how the J-League and uh, A-League were all done in Australia and Japan. So uh, in that sense, yeah, I think it's going in the right direction, slowly but surely.
2: Okay, Nabeen, one last question for today, and this is from Akash. His question is: Why is Rohit Dani not playing for the Indian Under-16 team? Is he injured, or is that infamous AFC rule flying around?
0: Well, I don't know much about the infamous AFC rule, like the listener here is pointing out. But Rohit Dani is not been part of this. Rohit Dani is not been part of this Under-16 squad primarily because he's injured his ankle and is recuperating from that injury. But having said that, the team is doing pretty well. So for him to get back into the side post that injury will be a little difficult. But having said that, this guy is just 15 years of age, one of the prodigious talent out there in Indian football. So if the scouts can keep an eye on him, if a club signs him, too early to say all this because no contract till he turns 18. But if he's kept under good watch and taken good care of, you have a good talent at hand for the Indian team. Well, that's all we have on this episode of Injury Time, listener. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know it's a little long, but we had a lot to talk. What can we do? Write to us what you think about this episode and your questions. Like always, you can write to us at InjuryTimeIND on Twitter. And you can always like and follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InjuryTimeIND. When we come back next time around, we'll be having a lot of match day action because the ISL kicks off on the 29th of September like we told you earlier. So stay tuned and enjoy the game.